Every person has a story, but not everyone has a place to tell it. I've interviewed amazing people all over the planet. I want you to meet them. I'm Wyatt Mills, and I'm the most interesting person you've never heard of because I throw the ball sideways for the Boston Red Sox. All right. Well, Wyatt Mills, welcome to the most interesting person you've never heard of podcast. I, I can't believe you're here. This is a very rare opportunity. I'm a huge baseball fan, and you pitch for the Boston Red Sox. When I say that, what does that feel like to you when you, you actually go, I'm in the major leagues? Oh, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, I feel like very honored to be here. Um, but yeah, like like we were just talking before this started. Like I, this is my job. I'm a player. I'm not so much a fan. So when I take it, when I take time to step back away from my career and look on it, it's like I play for the Boston Red Sox. I mean, that's or the Mariners or the Royals or whatever. It's like you're a major league baseball pitcher. Holy smokes! You know, people don't make it this far. Um, I feel like I've really just put the blinders on and got to work and somehow got to where I am today. But yeah, I mean, and Boston specifically is one of the more just well-known prestigious old time baseball cities and legendary. I mean, yeah, I'm excited for the couple years to come. That's really cool. Well, and also you're the first guest we've had since we actually got our signal award for best interview talk show. So uh, on a podcast in America. So we're uh, we're showing it off. We're going to leave it here. As it, you should. As we should. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. So I actually knew you when you were a kid because I know your dad, Greg Mills, the great voice. Mm-hmm. How do you think your voice is compared to your dad's? Because your dad was the voice of KXOY. Mm-hmm. He's a voice of all kinds of commercials. I've used him for voice work over the years for commercials we've done. I mean, guy's got pipes. The, the dude knows how to talk and he's got a good voice. And I feel like I have a good voice. I, I even the other day was told, whoa, you, st- you responded in a very good radio voice there. And I was like, oh, you do got the I got it in my you got blood. The pipes. I got it in my blood. But <laughs> I do <laughs> No, Greg. Yeah, Greg's still I mean, I, he not so much now. Now he's edits that, you know, audio visual editor. But yeah, he's got the pipes. Oh, man. Yeah. It's such a good dude. And so what has it been this like for your parents, do you think? You know, from like all the little league games to whatever. And, and, you know, so just to, just to kind of flash back, you and I have a lot in common just because you went to St. Al's, mm-hmm. then you went to Gonzaga Prep, and then went to Gonzaga University. I went to St. Charles, G Prep, Gonzaga, uh, where you and I are both as Jesuit as it gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how has that been sort of – and then you played for the Mariners. Yeah. In their system, and then broke into the major leagues there, you've been kind of a hometown guy your whole way. How has that been for you? I mean, yeah, looking back on that and hearing that, like that that's unbelievable that, that the, someone would be... So rare, right? The opportunity. So, yeah, just not just even play for the hometown college, but the hometown professional team. Um, one of my first minor league teams was over in Everett in, in Northern Seattle too. So it's just like, and you can play the Indians. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> no, I mean, I, how has it been for me? Um, again, it's kind of just, I it's, it's been my job. It's been my work, but I, it never really was my passion or my, or my future goal of a job. I, I really was just the head case, not thinking about, 
that. I was just going to school and having fun. I, I remember even in pro ball, just, you know, coach was trying to light a fire under me. And I was just like, I'm just, I just want to have fun with my friends. Like I'm just coming to work. This and... isn't going to last forever, pal. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been so amazing for me, but I, I really have just been in the present the whole time. So if you think if I'm looking at it from my parents' perspective, I mean, no, I mean, I've seen the, the, just the pure joy on their face of just watching me go from step to step to step. I'm even Greg with the pipes of steel that he has. Yeah, no He kidding. was my, he was my announcer for Gonzaga baseball. Like he was calling me in to come save the game and, and how cool was is there that? in the booth, like for all these amazing memories, the team memories and personal memories. So, so stuff that I'm not even thinking of now, it's just like, it comes back. They were so involved and, and then being able to be at T-Mobile park and watch me debut in 2021, I'm sure it was just a dream come, a dream come true for who they're watching. You know, they they just know how special that is. Is that, um, for them or for you, do you think that, that they, because they were here kind of the whole way and close, did that help your ability or, or is, would it have been almost easier if they hadn't been, you know what I mean? Some people are like, mom and dad just go away, you know, or has it been just, has it been a, been a help, I guess. I mean, I think the it's, support's I, there. I think it's been a help because the support obviously being so close, um, is so key. Even if I'm not noticing that I need the support or whatever. Um, but I do remember going from so Seattle uh, to Kansas so city. So Even if I'm not noticing and out, out of your hometown, and I guess minor, like leagues, the first, yeah, it's minor leagues, I'm, I'm wherever. Right. But when you're playing in the major leagues, it's like, okay, you know, you, you're on stage in front of the world. And it's, if you're, if you do poorly, you're fired or you sent, you know, you're sent down or you're released or pretty whatever. simple, you know, it's pretty simple. And, my, I felt freer when I was gone. I mean, Seattle comes with a lot for me and especially just being a, a rookie. I'm trying to make a name for myself. Your I'm hometown scared. team. Oh, I'm, I, I'm not scared. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm mad enough to admit my fear. I mean, yeah, like I don't want to fail here, you know, and it was up and down and the whole, the big leagues has been up and down and it's probably up and down for pretty much everybody. Yeah. And it's really hard to stick and it's really hard to, to, to do well. Yeah. But when I went to Kansas city, I felt like the eyes were off. I just, I've strung together some really good win or, you know, really good games in a row. And, but that's also, I grew as a player over the, over the year or two. So you never know. Yeah. Well, and part of that, I think too, is, uh, yeah, you know, they always say it changes scenery, right? Oh yeah. And, and it, it, it must've been that way. Cause I, I, you probably didn't, did you really, you probably didn't realize until you were in Kansas city that you maybe had carried that sort of Correct. pressure you probably had pressure you didn't even realize that's looking back 100 percent. yeah huh yeah. wow yeah wow. so at what point did you feel like you knew i could do this or did you are you still not sure no I, <laughs> baseball yeah when did you know you're like i think i can do this <laughs> well I, it just was a it was a small step at a time like in college it was completely off the radar it was actually if you want to dive into it, I was, I was so off the radar that I switched to sidearm in college. So I was over the top, was told I wasn't going to make the team, switched to sidearm wow. on, on my own, and then come back and make the team as a sidearmer, go off and play summer ball and dominate, and then come back. And that next year kind of hit a growth spurt, started throwing low mid-90s, 
and then got a first letter of like, hey, this is we're the Brewers and we, we want we're we're thinking about drafting you. And so everything it was just like smack in the face, smack in the face, smack in the face. Teams are knocking on the door. And then but that's not even the big leagues. But you, as a as a college player, like if you're gonna get drafted or a high school player, I that's mean huge. That's, that seems like the big leagues. That's almost bigger than making it from Double A to the major. Exactly. But then when you get there, you're at the bottom of the totem pole and you start to, you got to climb back up. And let me tell you, when you get to the big leagues, you are at the bottom of the totem pole. That's not the goal. The goal is to stay in the big leagues. That's and right. Everyone in their mind thinks if you just make it to the big leagues, you're no, you, it, every, all the coaches there, everything, everybody says, we don't care that you made it. Congrats. But you, we want you to stick because we need to try to win a World Series. That's right. Yeah, they need you. So it just never ends. It never ends. Right. Well, and we were just talking with Jeff, who happened to be on our, our first guest on the podcast, and he was dropping in. And we were, he's just talking about how people learn, right? And that that must have been sort of an interesting way to learn. And one of the things he, we, he asked you and I both was, where at what what do you wish you would tell you, little you, right? You know, what would you tell the younger you about learning? And what did you say? It was interesting. It's just about failure. It's just... Um... I was one of those kids that I just was blessed athletically and I was blessed in school to where I didn't have to try and could skate through how I wanted to give effort. You know, I, I just wanted to give this amount of effort and I can do it and still do well. And uh, kind of find that, that I uh, check the box and I'm on the next. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah, and have fun, have and have fun yeah, and not stress right. so much. Right. And well, then um, nothing wrong with that, by the way, nothing wrong with that. But, I couldn't tap into my true, you know, learning ability. My, my, I couldn't grow. I, there was no growth because there was no failure. And I, failure just sounded like the worst word ever to me forever. Right. And then once I failed and you just start hearing all these things about, you know, growth comes from failure and you start experiencing it. And then you see yourself just make a massive jump. Or that, that happened to me. I double A, I get smacked in the face. What was smacked in the face mean? What happened? I mean, one month of, of April, the beginning of the season in Double A, probably gave up. Just the start know, of the season, a six or a seven ERA. You know, just just out of the gate, probably five outings out of the seven. Just walking people, getting taken out of the game, can't finish it. Um, pitching coordinator comes in, comes into town, and says, "Like, I'm not afraid to send you down." So this is this is Mariners. This is the Mariners minor leagues, Double A. Yeah. And you are where Arkansas? I was in Arkansas. Nice. Yeah. Hey, travelers. I'm a um, fan. Yeah. yeah, Little Rock. Uh, Little Rock. Yeah. I had gotten called up. Little Rock. I called up the year before, so I had already been there. Since the start of this next okay, year. Okay, so this was wasn't a complete. So you could actually been there. The it, I had been there, and I, it wasn't. So when great. you first got there, you were okay or not? Not. As, well, so I had a, just a just a dynamite oh. high A season in California, and I got called up at the end of the year. Where in California? Was Modesto. That? Modesto. Yeah. Nice. Modesto nuts. Mm-hmm. I know the, minor, the little one of the, the best teams are fun. They're fun. One of the best, <laughs> yeah, mascots. Yes. Um, oh yeah, but just really struggled. Was told I was probably going to be sent down. First time in your life. First probably. time, and I'm I'm scared. But for some reason, within me, I that was when I started going. I need to get better. I need to listen. I need to pick up on things. You know. Those weren't the exact words that my mind is telling me, but that's where I went. I went and started searching for what I need to do to get better and learning about myself and start caring about mechanics of what, what is my body actually doing? What, 
how do I throw? Why am I good? You know? Yeah. That's where, that's look where at, it really Understanding why you were good. Who am I? Or why am I good? And then what, what do I need to bring to the table as a pitcher? What, like, I don't, I can't do everything. I can't be everyone and everything. No. I am myself and I'm, I'm unique. So let's just hone in those, those skills specific to being a sidearm pitcher of, of what, where I can succeed the best. And that goes into analytics and all that, but yeah. So I, I've had a lot of people on here that have had kind of the similar education. You and I've had that Jesuit kind of thing. Do you think that there is something about that grit that, especially the G prep guys, I think, you know, it's, this is not a, you know, it's a, it's a private school. There's definitely, you know, people of privilege that are there. You and I didn't come out of the privileged world. I mean, you know, uh, but, but you learn to kind of fight. There's a grit that you kind of developed there. Did you, did you think any of that was kind of nurtured by that or this town? You know, there's something about this place. That has to be. Has to be. Has to be. I mean, I believe it. Do I know for sure? No. You could have quit, but you didn't quit. No. No. Kind of doubled down. You're right. And maybe that's a testament to just who I am. Like, but truthfully, I think that the, that the people that have, you've grown up with that have taught you that have been around you been around you they they shape you so 100 yeah. percent. That, that's who i was shaped by and um and you know no matter what's the worst that's gonna happen okay i'm done at some point that's gonna happen for everybody oh, it'll happen and everybody here is cool like you always got your you're, those people aren't gonna change no they're always there for you so what why the hell not why the hell not keep going yeah right? what are you scared of yeah, yeah there's no reason go, to be go just go see how far you can go yeah, just see Give how far best, you can go. You know. That's amazing. Wow. Okay, Major League debut. Mm. What was that day like? How, well, first of all, how do you find out? Who tells you? Did you know? Or are you like, holy shit, this is, I have no idea this is coming. Did you feel like it was getting there? Are they giving you hints or was it just out of the blue? No, I, I didn't get any hints, but I was, I, I was pitching really well and, and, and that was, this was the beginning of the year, so I hadn't even really started this that 2021 season. And it was, this is and it was Ar- a weird, is still in Arkansas. So no, it was a weird COVID. It was a weird COVID start oh, to the season. Okay. So the, I had a, I had a huge growth period where they they left me off like all the COVID roster. Okay, so right? before that, okay. you, let's go back to the sure getting your ass kicked. Yeah. How did you? When did you start to come back? And when did they? When did you know? Okay, I can. You know, they gave you a little more rope or whatever. Like you, when did you see the climb back and how did that happen? How long did it take? I would say nobody even talked about it after that. I just, I went out there with a angry mentality. You were, and I'm not an angry person. And I'm, and and my pitching character is not angry. So I didn't carry that over, but there was a, same thing in getting a D in accounting. There's the same thing in failing in biology in college. It's like that happened. And I have this, I have it within me that like, I, I'm a perfectionist. I want to be the best. I don't, that, that can't be me. So I find whatever I can do to, to have it not be. And I feel like I'm pretty freaking good at that. Yep. And that's what you want. And so nobody even talked about it. And I ended up shoving so well month after month after month to the end of the season, I got invited to go pitch for team USA in the Olympic qualifiers. No way. I mean, it just turned into this ridiculous thing. And then they protect me. I'm on the roster in the off season. 
You can breathe a little bit. I can breathe, but they leave me off the COVID roster. So there's only specific amount of the minor leagues hadn't even started. It got pushed back. Right, and they had like taxi squad stuff. Like, so and I wasn't hell? on any of that. Right. So I'm like, what is going on? But I just put my head down and freaking worked hard. Cause that's kind of where my mind was. I was like, okay, well I know what I need to do. Like, let's go do it. I had a better sense of myself. So from the day that, that pitching coordinator goes, yeah. you're in trouble and you got your ass kicked. Oh, yeah. Was it the next, what was the next t- you know, the next time you came into a game? Or was it four times later? Like how how quickly? I don't remember, but it wasn't very many games. It okay, might it have was been, pretty quick. It might have been one one game. Got your attention. You it made just, one more bad outing, and then the switch flipped. And it really was just it's just so it's cool. just confidence, man. It's like yeah, it's instead of just being able to look at my target, not care about anything, and just shove the ball through the glove like i was worried about am i going to throw a strike i don't want to throw a ball is this guy going to hit it all these men uh, so you were mental. thinking i'm a he- mental head case when it comes to my failure it's not so much that i can't physically do it you know? right and that's pretty much everyone that is everyone and everything in life so, so if you start thinking about the stuff you're not going to do well guess what you're going to do it. I right? made gains mentally yeah that's what happened so do you what i was going to ask you about that do you are, do you think or do you or do you just feel and block it out? How much thinking is there in I'm what a, you do at this point? Or are you just not thinking? That's the hard part because I feel like right? not, There's a thinking, balance there. not thinking and feeling is when you're in the zone, right? Right. Like when you're... Yeah, exactly. Yes. But yeah. I am a thinker. I am a massive thinker. So it's hard. It's been hard for me to balance that. Mostly been great. You're Luke. But... Do what is it, Nuke LaRouche or whatever on uh, yeah, <laughs> Bull Durham? Yeah, don't think me exactly. <laughs> so, but but thinking can could be in your advantage if you're if you're cool. thinking about how to approach this guy and break him down. And I know that he's got a weakness there, and how am I going to get it's, part it's, of the a, game. it's constant? You have so what's to that? Flip the switch. What is that? How much do you delve mm-hmm. into that, or is that just dude? I'm just, I'm just. Throwing to the Met, this guy's throwing down the sign. Or are you now getting to the point where you're like, I've studied this guy. I know where his tendencies are. I know what's going to need. I've just been talking to the guys in the bullpen for the last hour. I know this guy, you know, I can get him out of way if I set him up inside for whatever. How much of that is going on? Is it all the time or is it just, I'm throwing to the Met? I had to start with, I'm throwing to the Met. Because I got, I would I got to know. Like I gotta know my weapons. I gotta know what I can do and and what you I gotta know what you and can. How do. I practice is yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I got three locations right. They call it the, the the triangle game. I got a fastball up. I got a fastball over here, and I throw a you know fastball and slider to both sides of the plate, and that four seam up. And that's that's what I do. I don't need anything else. You know, other than a exactly right. couple inches a little bit off the plate when I'm ahead in the count with the slider or the fastball. Right. So I, there's nothing crazy. It's not like I need to master the entire strike zone. No. It's going to be a few things. It's a few things. And so he probably knows the guy facing you what those things are. Heck yeah, he does. But Absolutely. That's where it's like, I'm that's just the confident. That's fun of it, though. You're, you, like you said earlier, you're going to fail seven out of ten, ten times if you're a Hall of Famer. As a so, hitter. Yes, yeah, as a hitter. So I'm not worried about you. You get the advantage. My you. fear has, is, you know, it, it's, for the most part, gone away because, you know, I'm just learning that, that stat of, or like there's a crazy stat out there that's like 94% of first pitch first pitch of the of the at bat that's a strike if i throw it, if i throw it over the plate 94% of the time it's a strike 
or it's an out. So 6% of the time, if you just throw the ball over the plate in the major leagues over three, three years or whatever of data, it's 6% of the time, it's a hit. No so way. don't be scared to no throw the ball over the plate. Like, so getting ahead is everything. Getting ahead is everything, especially within the Mariners. That's where I learned all this. Well, like, absolutely. They're the all Mar- about that, man. They're the pitching Controlled farm. Controlled the man. zone. Oh, you know it. Absolutely. So that was, you know, learning these little pieces of st- of data. It's like, wait. Takes the pressure off. I don't. Yeah, just throw the ball. And especially with my wacky sidearm stuff, it's like, yeah, just yeah. throw the ball over the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so many questions. Oh, dude, I can talk to you for So hours. I guess, so it's not It's not so much what who am I facing. Oh, there's a little bit of that in the big leagues. It's like pull out pull out a little card from my pocket and it tells me where I can attack Absolutely. this hitter. Right. It's just, it's to the, to a T like where, where can all I throw the it? data is there, but it's where do I throw it best? And where can I attack this person? Let me tell you 15 years ago, that wasn't there. <laughs> no, it was just right? word of mouth. Right? The only guy that Compete. did it was Jamie Moyer who had a book. <laughs> and like, now like it's he could, like, he could, he could throw it to every part of the well, zone. Of yeah. course he could. It's amazing. Uh, he should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was unbelievable. Especially when he threw like 78 miles an hour. Yeah. He was throwing. God, I love watching that guy. Yeah. Uh, first player that you faced in the majors where you went, oh my God, I am facing, oh my God. Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, Dude. I, don't, I think I've gotten him out one time. And he hit like a hundred and twelve grounder to second, and I got him out. Other than that, he's hit two, two balls off the wall that they had to review if it was a home run or not, and it both both were doubles. But it's just like kind of humiliating. He's out just there. so it's good. Like, and, the, and the Astros fans are just like in your face. So. Oh, dude, he's just so good. I hate that guy. And he's a monster. And, and he's, he's a lefty. And lefties so, just are, they punish me a little bit. Oh uh, well, yeah, because you're a righty. Yeah. So that's gonna be. Oh my God, he's not in your head though. You still kind of know odds are on my favor here. Hey, that's that's what you tell yourself. But when you get in there and you're you're the you're facing to, that you're dude is the rubber, so big, it can creep in, and it has in the past. And that's the whole that's the whole that's, the whole that's game. your growth. That's the whole game. That's your growth. Right? It's my it's it's my that's growth. your if personal. If I can conquer that, I will be a good player. So so Jordan Alvarez is your uh, is is your your um, your teacher. Right? He's he, you right? Yeah. He is. He's your spiritual practice. He doesn't know that, but he sure is helping me. He doesn't me. know <laughs> that. He's your spiritual practice though, right? Like he's like if I can get this guy. Yeah. To to be Probably nothing to be nothing to me to allow me just exactly to right. let's just execute exactly execute right. what I need to do. Exactly that's right. all that's yeah. all it is. Right. And it's just doing it in enough time. And if he does it, if he hits me and I execute Fine. I tip my cap. Absolutely. And that's pitching. Yeah. Right. And that's pitching and that's major league baseball. You gotta do it and three times a score. They're going to. The guy's oh, probably they are. gonna be in the Hall of Fame someday. I mean, he's sure. amazing. Sure. But you know, that's that is the coolest part of the experience is is you're always getting tested. And you're always either gonna, like you said, you're either gonna fight or and keep keep fighting, or you're gonna just not. Mm-hmm. And you're just gonna fight. I mean, you're just going to have to. Mariners have a really interesting. I've noticed this last round; they've done incredible jobs with guys who were, quote unquote, on the scrap heap. You know, Paul Seawald mm-hmm. is the classic example. You know, mm-hmm. of course they let him go, and then he wins a freaking World Series and or whatever almost. gets gets there almost. But you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. Who can, everybody's happy for him, and they certainly are. So, what I look, what I've heard about that and learned about that is that they, in a lot of cases, they'll come in and go, 
you really do, like you said, you really do these three things well. I know I got a fastball on the slider. I could th- they come in throwing five pitches and they end up just saying just throw two. Seawald had like four or five pitches. He was a starter. They brought him in and he just threw two. Right? Is that am I right about the that ability that they have to kind of help that? And what did you learn? Did you watch any of him get to know him at all and see that transformation? Or were you not part of that? You were in the pen with I, him. I was a part of all of it. And I he probably doesn't know that, but I was there. I mean I Yeah. I know. I, I was there for the um there was a little T Mobile Park COVID where they invited me up pretty late and I, I went up there and he was there. So he's, so he hadn't broke with the team in the big leagues. He was, pro, he was just going to start in triple a and he did start in triple a. So you saw the front of this. So I saw the front of it. No way. And I was, I was going through the same thing. So, but, but first it's just a credit to the Mariners analytic team. I mean, uh, they, they go after dude, if people I'm a pitcher, with good, especially a reliever. Mm-hmm. I want to pitch in that organization. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you got a four seam that you backspin the heck out of it and, the analytics say, you know, this is a it's a rise ball to the hitters. Like you have, you throw it so tightly and it it rotates so quickly. You have an unbelievable pitch. So let's take that pitch and tell you where to throw it. So Paul Sewald had an amazing four seam fastball that just wasn't riding because he was throwing it in the in the bottom of the zone. So if you th- raise that up to the top of the zone, it looks like it's going to be he was in the middle. Guys out of the top. So and, and so that's because he kind of has that looking like it's yeah. the middle and it rises and that's rare. And and honestly, it, from my perspective, Paul Seawald throws to one location. He throw he has the glove set up, and I learned this from him. He he has the glove set up in at the upper middle third of the zone, mm-hmm. and the catcher leaves his glove there, and that's his target. And he throws his forcing there, and he starts his slider there, and it and it busts off. Yeah, there's going to be, it's not going to be perfect, but that's his visual. And he has such good stuff analytically that he can just live in the zone and get outs. And I'm the same way. So that's where I'm like, that's that. He was the guy that I was watching. He was also the guy that's just putting me under his wing and super cool, dude. bringing me to the catcher and say, tell your freaking catcher where you, where you want him to set up. You know, you're, you're a young, you're buck, charge, like, man. you got you to gotta do this. Yeah. You know, you got to be, be a man about it, you know? And I was like, whoa. So he, I grew up with, with him kind of how cool is that i did not know that wow yeah anybody else on there that you're just that was like a huge mentor for you or a coach or something that you were just like there's probably so many but so many i mean pete woodworth as as the the pitching coach for the mariners yeah i worked with him and he he was less of the let's do this and that and this and more of hey man relax and breathe through your eyelids and i and i and that's a good it's a it was a good um coaching style for me yeah and i i had success in high a and double a with him and then so he, he you made grew it to up the with him. I know. This, this, oh, he's, he's my guy. guy. He's my guy. Well, and you're his guy. I hope you would say that. Yeah. No, he would. Oh, um, that's amazing. Well, yeah, he's a rock star. Man, their pitching is phenomenal. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any players there that you're like, that's my guy? I mean, you know, obviously Marco must have been somebody sure. that you knew because he's a zag. And- Marco's a zag, and Marco took me under his wing as well and defended me and just let people know that I was a zag and that he was a zag. So. I love him for that. Um, he was also, he's a starter and he's doing his own, he's on his own routine, but yeah. it was, he's a good team leader. So it was, it was cool to be in the clubhouse with him. I bet. Yeah. 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 And now he's gone. He just got traded. Going, he gets traded and he, wait, we got, he got traded, traded again to someone else. Didn't Pittsburgh. He? Pittsburgh. He's now landing in Pittsburgh. Cool. A job's a job, man. Hey, job's right. Job. No. And he's, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of him? Cause I mean, he, March Madness comes around. You two guys must've been like Zags, man. Oh yeah. 
right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, was there is there is there sort of competition among the college guys and when you get to March Madness because Gonzaga is a, it's a different it's a special thing. No, it is Zag basketball. And I'm I'm a huge Zag basketball oh, guy. I'm a huge too. college I mean, basketball right guy. There, oh yeah. See so oh, that yeah. ball is signed by all the Zags that I filmed. Whoa, that's a good idea. Yeah, so Roni Turioff, well Stockton's on the back, um, Adam Morrison, Batista. So all it's, these yeah, guys. it's like a it's like an all star list. Yeah, of just people that I filmed. In fact, Joe Few signed that because we filmed him last okay. year. He's an all star. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, Kelly Gra- Kelly Graves kid. What's his name? Will uh, Will Gray. Will yeah, awesome guy. So he signed it. Um, we've had a couple women players too, and but nice. uh, there's several that I have not had sign it. Mm. Because I forgot, I filmed Karnowski and Pangos and all those Timmy? guys. No, Timmy. I never filmed, I never worked with Timmy. But Anton, he signed it. We've oh, done two cool. commercials with Anton. Uh-huh. And, he, and he went to school prep. Uh-huh. Did you? Were you there when he was there? No, I he was younger. I don't right? think so. Yeah, yeah. My daughter, Emma, was in his class. And they were actually in community service together. She drove him around in her team. Like three, teams of three. And yeah. she's like, Anton somehow fit into her Stuffed car. Stuffed in the back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been on the shoots that we've had with him. It's been cool. cool. Those guys have gotten to see each other and stuff. Cool. But, but yeah, I know. So, I mean, it's that's you grew up saying, geez. I mean, Zags are everything, right? Zags are everything. But what I learned in the baseball world is most people care about football, like around the country. Weird. I in my I mean, I met my guys that liked basketball and I'm all in. And I and not that I'm not a football fan, but yeah, nobody really wants to talk about the Zags. They they want to talk about well, the Alabama. It's your job. <laughs> it's your job to keep the fire going. You and Marco keeping the fire uh-huh. going. Let them know. We'll let them know. Let them know. Um so Marco gets traded. Mm-hmm. You got traded. The day that you make your de- major league debut, unforgettable, mm. had to be right. So we didn't get to finish. Oh, we that. didn't even get to. Yeah. So, so what? What was that day like? How did you find out? What was that like? Debut day. Yeah, or just finding yeah. out. Like I, you're you're just in double A. Sure. When do you get the call? So I actually was already in Seattle. I was I was, I was at the T-Mobile Park um, backup. I got oh, I got it was called COVID. in. So it was COVID. So I finally got called to go to the, to the. The backup, you know, we're, we're like scrimmaging at Taxi seven in the squad, morning, right? Yeah. You get to the pool in case somebody gets sick. So we're we're scrimmaging at seven in the morning, and then there's a game later that night that the Mariners actually playing six p.m. or whatever. So we just have to stay ready, right? And so I'm already in Seattle, living in a hotel across across the street from the from the stadium. Oh yeah, that class. Yeah, and you just watch yeah, the game at night, and then you go yeah. throw at seven a.m. And then Dude, you that's not bad. No, it's not bad. <laughs> but when I got the call. It was it was the call from the same coordinator that told me you're done, kid. Yeah, if we're you gonna don't start. We're gonna fire pitching. you here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he was so he was so happy for me. But I was. You know, that's when the heart starts bumping a little bit, and that's when it's the whole. So what day, did he tell you? The whole day just you get a call. Amped. You get a call. Phone rings. What happens? Oh, he just he treated it as like you you know you achieved your dream, buddy. Like you're going you're going to the big leagues. You're gonna walk across. So the street he says and that, the uniform and on. you're like, what ha- what are you thinking? I just. Looked at my wife and said, "Oh my gosh, I I just got called up to the big leagues, you know." And we hugged and embraced, and I called my folks and what they say, is, what they, what mom and dad say. They they were more, they crying. were a ghost. My mom was a ghost, and then she was just like trying to figure out how she can. Get how her, the hell can I get? How there? can I get? Do there? I need to get the car right now and, and drive? They got there. Of course they did. Um, and oh, I pitched. It's and I pitched not that on, far. The, on that day. No, it's not. And that's that's the amazing thing about the Mariners from from my from you from my career, like. My parents, my family, a lot of them were, some family was already in Seattle, just able to come. And I pitched in the game and it was just like a, 
check, 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 boom. You know. Wow. Yeah. That must be just unbelievable. I threw only fastballs and my <laughs> couldn't, even, I couldn't even breathe. I pitched that night, couldn't even breathe. All fastballs. <laughs> I you know, I I've watched a lot of baseball, obviously. It sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's too probably too much. It's like one of the it's my it's my therapy, I sort of think. But um uh and I've noticed that when they call somebody up, they're probably going to pitch them that night. It's a good call, yeah. I mean, because you want this out of the way. <laughs> oh, they do too, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, they do too, and you want that oh, out yeah. of the way. And it's like, okay, now I can check. I did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where their family came, people came over. So your wife is a stylin'. She is. This is amazing. Sp- welcome to Spokane, Washington. <laughs> welcome. Everyone knows everyone. <laughs> Tell me about her. How did that happen? And, and what a support she is for you. Cause that's a great family. Oh, amazing family. I mean, I can't you're, say you're, except for your father-in-law who I have a great story about. And I will <laughs> tell this because it's too good anyway. No, her family is just the sweetest. Her name, kindest. Her name's Molly. That's right. Molly, Molly Mills style. now we're married. She and Nick were buddies too. They were in choir Same together. class, right? Yep, same Jeez. class. Yeah. 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 Um, so are you, what, what year did you, are you older than Molly? By one year. One year. Okay. So you're, you're older. Okay, Nick and Molly, Nick and Molly are the same age, yeah. Because yep. they say inquired again. She's great, yeah. So I we all, they, yeah, we all went to the same school. I mean, I knew of her. We we had the same mutual she's friends, right? Really cool. She is. She's just really cool. We went to college together. She, she and I knew it. Still knew of each other, right? And but never, never really were, was hanging out or anything. Um, and I played baseball with a guy named Corey who married her his her sister, older sister. Oh, okay. And there just came a time I, I I had been drafted and I was in my first year. And then I came back for the off season after my first year. So and you're home. This is after she, college. And she's a senior in college and okay. I'm, and I'm home. Right. Right. And Corey came up to me and said, dude, I know, I know her and I know you. And I think you, you got it. Corey's a matchmaker. Corey's a matchmaker. <laughs> Corey's a matchmaker. Um, and what's man, Corey's last name? Corey's Corey, Corey LeBron LeBron. And he pitched. He, he, he was played? a, he was a, position player at Gonzaga. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so now he's my brother-in-law and that, and that's fantastic, but wow. you no, know, it's just amazing people. Uh, really cool people. Yeah. And after that first, the first date was, we were golden. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Nate, your father-in-law, oh, which is amazing just guy. so weird to say that Nate would be a father-in-law <laughs> at all. Uh, he's a grandpa. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah. Nate Stylin is uh, so you know his, the mayor of Spokane, yeah. kind of, yeah. So my b- best story about Nate and his brother Mark is a phenomenal screenwriter and producer. Produced the movie Tag and uh, just a really good dude. I, we, and that's how I got you. We we got invited to a little party he put on, and and you were there. I'm like, what? What are you doing? So, uh, but and Nate was there, and I probably told this story with you when he was there. But and I told us, yeah, I guess I did. But Nate was a freshman when I was a senior at prep. And we heard about this party that these freshmen were throwing, <laughs> which is now like down by <clears throat> Hangman Golf Course, that road to Hangman. You know, there are mm-hmm. all those big houses that are on the road there. They were being built at the time, if you can believe it, that long ago. And so it was just this construction site and like nobody there. And so they're like, hey, here's an empty thing. Let's just have this. So we pull in and there's like four of us seniors. And Nate is so funny. And he's just like, hey, you know, pretty drunk. And they got a keg. And he's like, you guys are here? No way. Fucking A. Fucking A, you guys are here. Fucking A. He just kept saying that. <laughs> like, this is amazing. And 
we were like, yeah, man, this is great. And then we stole his keg. Mm. <laughs> and we took it to another party. And he, he's never, you know, we've always talked that about that. Oh, that's that's bonded he and I forever. <laughs> so whenever we uh, see each other as we're, you know, getting older and stuff, he's got little kids, I got little kids, who would always say, you know, fucking A, Nate, fucking A. That was our sort of term for each other. And that's, I remember, how, that's what you said at the party. <laughs> that's what I said at the party. So we always joked about that. You know, he still, he handled it so well because he could have been a dick about it, you know. And he could have kicked my ass. He's a big dude. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he was just like, oh, okay, you got me. I mean, you know, Nate, he's just great. And uh, so all went through that. I just remember we were like, he had little kids and I did and we are all like, we run into each other at a store or something and he's got little kids and he and he turn he starts to go oh and he goes oh i can't say it <laughs> so nate oh. is uh nate is the great best guy, dude great family, ever yeah. great family you're lucky that's a big part of this Super success lucky. that makes this really really go i'm yep. sure oh and and our dynamic molly and i's dynamic is so this i'm the calm just in control guy and she's you know and kind of lost with my schedule and everything yeah. you know, oh, and yeah. she's like accountant boom 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 so it's like i i need to calm her like she's just so high strung sometimes and i'm so out of it and need some organization in my life so it just <laughs> it's a perfect team it's been so great it's been such a great oh. God. Do you have kids yet? Almost two years. No kids yet. Okay. Well, enjoy, soon, right? enjoy that ah. while you can. I well, mean, understood. A, you know, yeah. I'm not going to say. Um, we're drinking whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? So, you know, Smooth. Have a, so have a sip of this. We've done this with everybody. Mm. This is now the Wyatt Mills Amador Taste Test. What do you want me to say about it? Anything? Yeah. I feel like it doesn't even really have that that bite at the end. I feel like it's yeah. it's so smooth. It tastes great. I don't know much about whiskey or what I'm talking about, but <laughs> fantastic. I always feel like there's a little honey in there. Ooh, I can. Okay. And I'm not one of those wine guys who's like, oh, no. I can taste. Some oak. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. But I mean, that's, I am the same way. I've never liked mm. whiskey. You know, I think in college I got drunk on bad cheap whiskey oh, that so was, it was just horrible. Done. I was just yeah. like, oh, I don't want to drink that stuff ever. And then I got gifted this on my 50th birthday. And I was like, this stuff is really good. And ever since, I'm just, I'm kind of hooked. Maybe I mean, I'll get some for Nate. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's a good call. Amador is a good one. And cool. uh, yeah, so we're always saying we want to, you know, Amador to sponsor the podcast, but they essentially <laughs> do. I mean, we're giving it away kind of free. All right, I have two baseballs here. I want you to pull that out. All right. You're going to get a choice on which one you're going to sign. And he tells the story. So that was Juan Gonzalez. Oh, this is the Juan Gonzalez. Yeah. So I was on a triple A. a I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's the ball they had. That's a triple A ball. PCL Pacific Coast League. Oh, okay. So it must have been something to do with that. But we were filming a big commercial that he was in for a shoe. I can't remember what it was. And we were doing behind the scenes for it. And he was there. And it was in Seattle. Um, here, give me your glass. Yep. And it was in Seattle. And we were doing... They filmed it at the... What was that? It was like um, uh, Union Station. But it was all like beat up and crap. It was like yeah. like unfinished. And uh, so... I got a few minutes with him, and I'm like, this guy's a phenomenal player. Played for Texas. He was really, really good. And he signed the baseball. 
So there's cool. that. Cool. And I, he, I know you're not a big, you know, follower of who sure. plays baseball like I am, but you look at his stuff. It's like this guy was feared. This guy's nasty. Very, yeah. very good. Really good outfielder. Really good player. Played for a long time too. I think he played for ten plus seasons. Oh man, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Cool. And then the other one, that's the one you have right here. Signed by Joel Pinheiro. Ooh, Mariner. Mariner, remember? And Freddy Garcia. Two starters, right? Yeah. Two starters. Okay, so here's the story. I'm throwing my son, Nick, under the bus since you know Nick. Mm-hmm. He uh, is, I think he's, it's Little League Day, Mariner Little League Day. You were probably there. <laughs> Maybe, you know, or whatever. They had Mariner Little League Day. So we sure. came over. You're wearing your uniform and you get in free or something. So he, wore, he was wearing his Little League uniform and Nick played. He was a pretty good player. He played quite a while. Okay. He, you know, he was a good good player. And loved baseball. And he's like, I'm gonna get I wanna get this signed by the by he loved Freddie Garcia. And so we go down, he's standing there, and you guys sign, right? So this I don't know when you sign baseball. So it's before the game, yeah. right? Come over, a couple players come over. And Pinero comes over and Freddie's like signing down there. And Nick we watch a lot of baseball, his mom and I both. And so he knows who Pinheiro is, and he especially knows who, he doesn't really know who he is, but he knows who Freddie Garcia oh, yeah. is. Pinheiro comes up, ready to sign the ball, looks at him, hey, how you doing? And Nick goes, I don't want him. Oh. <laughs> He's oh, like six, man. like six years old or something. He's like, I want, uh, you know. You know they told that in the clubhouse and story. we are like, oh my God. That's Joel Pinheiro, yeah, dude. You don't the guy, that guy pitched ten years on the majors. You don't know what you're. I'm like, we're like so sorry, and he and he just takes him on this whatever, and he signs oh, it. Oh, jeez. So we are so pissed at Nick. We're like, you are so in trouble. Like, oh, forget it. We go back to seat, and then oh, that's right. So he, he you know, we're just like, oh my god, I can't believe we did that. And then, <laughs> then Freddie comes over, starts signing, and Nick's like, take me down there. I want to go sign. And we're like. We're not going. Screw you, kid. You just insulted Joel Pinero. You want to go get that sign? You got to go by yourself. We're like, you know, 30 rows up or something. And Nick's like, okay. And he just walks down. Heck yeah. Freddie Garcia signs it. Boom. Gets it done. Comes back. And he learned a lesson. We learned a lesson. But he did it. I was like, oh, I'm kind of proud of him for he doing knew, that. He knew who he yeah. wanted. So, has that happened to you? <laughs> you kind of hope it does, maybe. I mean... Where someone says, I don't want your signature. I mean, little kid. I would like say, that. yeah. I mean, not not as direct as that. But <laughs> yeah, when Julio Rodriguez is walking behind me. Yeah, it's uh, not, it's not it, me. Right? It's not. It's the, they want him. Okay, so speaking of him, tell me about this guy. Anything you know? I mean, I just, I've been around. I don't know. I remember when Griffey was a rookie. Mm-hmm. And we were actually in Seattle. And he was, uh, I met him twice, which was pretty cool. Uh, he was just running downtown with Billy Swift. They're just like running by our car. I'm like, that's Junior. So we like say hi to him. He was super cool. And then when Nick was, yeah, Nick was in uh, in the womb, literally. We're at spring training. My his mom Tessa and I were at spring training, and we're hanging out. And Griffey's there, and Tessa's pregnant. And he comes over and he goes, "Hey, my wife's pregnant." And he starts talking to her. No way. No way. Super cool. He goes. You get really hot at night. Cause my wife, man, she's so hot. It's just like I gotta like get away. You know, that's too warm. And, and uh, just having a and, human conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. superhuman. He's like, do you get really hot at night? And Tessa, oh my god, Nick's mom, without misgiving a beat, she's like, how do you think I got like this? <laughs> Good for her. 
Well done. And all the guys start laughing, and it's incredible. And we had a picture of our cat watching Junior a baseball game. You know, like, you know, and and uh, it says, you know, he gets up to bat, and it's got his stats, one for four tonight. <laughs> and she's like, what's the deal? They're only one for four. He's like, hey, I got a hit. Uh-huh. So they just, he talked for 10 minutes with us. It was so great. Just super personal. It wasn't weird. You know, it wasn't that. I can't talk to you. I'm a major league pitcher, yeah. major league player. So how's Julio in that regard? Because he seems, honestly, I see Julio as even more comfortable, cool, approachable than Junior was. Because Junior could get kind of pissy hmm. later in life. You know what I mean? When we watched, you know, you'd watch him. He'd be, I don't know, he got a little cranky at times. Yeah. No. I, Julio is who you think he is. I would think. Julio is, I mean, I can't say an enough good things about Julio Rodriguez. I mean, he just is um, the man for the team, the man for the fans, the man for TV. Like he's really good at being himself and him, himself is an entertainer. He, like, he is, you know what I mean? The man for major league baseball. I mean, he, he's kind of up there with, he could be the face because I think he, he has that like is. charisma or ener- energy, you know, dude, the home run derby. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. I mean, and he's a gamer, you know? Yeah. I know I know he, you know, I don't think he had, like, some spectacular year that he could have had after the rookie of the year. Uh, yet. Yeah, no, but that, it's like, it wasn't even, it was a good year. It was a great year. And everybody's expectations were just oh. through the roof. But give the kid time. He's he's a gamer. He, he's passionate about the game. He learns. Um, he's obviously uber talented. Um, he seems really grounded and... And he's, like, and, and great. such an amazing dude. Yeah. Oh. That's great. That's, that's good to hear. It's a good influence for everyone, especially Latin players that want to come play with him. And yeah, right? the clubhouse vibe is is, is going to be booming with yeah. with someone like him yeah, 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 yeah. at the center. Yeah. So what's it like to pitch? Did you ever get to pitch against Otani? I did. I had what one, is it like to pitch against maybe the greatest baseball player who's ever lived? I mean, right now he might be. Mm-hmm. Babe Ruth, What you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think... We're, Right now, if you think greatest baseball player to ever live, that's ever played the game, it's Babe Ruth and Shohei Otani. Yeah, I mean the two way. Yeah, the two way stars. I mean, I told he's Otani, done it longer than Bru- Babe Ruth did. Babe Ruth pitched for two years. Oh wow. Um, what's what is he? Well, so what is I, he like I, for I, you as a? I want another at bat against him because it got cut short on a caught stealing. Oh, so I so never, pitched, it, it, didn't go, it didn't go down as, as an at bat. I, for all the statisticians out there, I don't know, but uh, so I got behind in the count, had to throw some fastballs, you know, I'm aiming middle up and they were middle and he took, he took a swing so hard and you could hear the whoosh fell to his knee. You could feel the, and it was a foul ball straight back. You could feel the wind. Oh yeah. Hear, hear it and feel it. So it, I mean, and that's when I was like, man, like, this is different. He's not scared of me, and he's expecting to get a meatball and hit a homer. Like, and that's just that. So it's like, okay, my mentality is, I don't, I don't want to throw a meatball. Like, what? Do I, I feel like it's almost like anything that came out of my hand was going to be a beach ball. To him, and, it is, and that's just what my, that's where my mind went. And that's obviously we've talked about. That's not where I. That's not go. where you want to go. I right. just want to execute. That's right, because he still is only going to hit three out three out of I ten. Know. But no, caught stealing ended it. So what's the presence like when he steps in there? Is it different? I, he's or not? 
It's just a guy. I, like he's not super flashy. Like it's very Japanese. You know, it's, yeah, it's just like. But man, the swing stature, like. But he also he also knows he's really good, and he, you know, he'll he's not afraid to look at me. He's not afraid about anything about it. It's just here's another at bat. I know that you're probably not that good. I'm gonna smack it. But what's know? that moment like? It's just you guys in that moment. It was really quiet. I mean, everything just kind of tunnels. It's just, I bet it does. Is that it, tunnel for everybody, or is it was it different with him? It was different with him. Yeah, and I've it's not like a. It's not like I failed every time in those moments, but I, I, I or Alvarez has my number and that's tunneled. And then yeah, Altuve and tunnels. Yeah. Oh, Bryce Edgar Harper Martinez tunneled. had tunneled. Edgar Martinez had uh, Judge tunneled. I mean, ju- uh, yeah. Walked him. But really? I know. <clears throat> well, I mean, right. for now, this is a process. I got Harper, so. This is a process. You're on the journey. <laughs> no, but like Edgar Martinez has, uh, um, oh, who's, oh, God, I'm bad. The, the, the greatest. Mariano Rivera. Oh, sure. He owns Mariano Rivera. Oh, that's good. Like, owns him. It's a feat. And, and Rivera's like, I, I don't know what it is, man. Edgar just owned me. Sure. Now, he's a Hall of Famer, for sure, and maybe, you know, one of the greatest hitters ever. But still, nobody owned him, you know? No. So somebody's going to, everybody's going to own somebody. I mean, it's just the way baseball works, right? Yeah, it's totally going to be that way. All right, I want to show something. We're mm-hmm. going to look at this. Do you know, do you ever look at old pitchers? Never. I know. I'm so bad. Oh, I hope not. Because so this is cool. Show me some cool things. I want you to not have looked at this. Guy. I have not. Probably All right. Not. So we're going to cut away to this and show it probably. But this is a guy named Kent Colby. Okay. All right. I've heard the name. You heard of Kent Colby? I've heard the name. Okay. So Kent Colby. Submariner. Submariner. How are you different? We're going to watch this. How are you different than Kent Colby? Right. In how you pitch. Mm-hmm. And what's the diff? Because when I see a side armor, submariner, mm-hmm. you're all different. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, there's some dudes, and, and we'll show a little of this, <clears throat> where they are literally almost on the ground throwing. Knuckle, knuckle scraping, yeah. Uh-huh. So is there, what's the difference between a side armor and a submariner? And so we're just going to watch and see what this is. Uh-huh. Okay, here, hold on. Oh, I got to do, uh, I'll have to wait for the. Three. The advertisement, the they'll, they'll get you. Those will get you. Well, that's what I do for a living, so I, sh- I guess I shouldn't be too. That's how you get paid, I guess. <laughs> okay, Kent DeColvey. He was a weird-looking dude. That's the best. It's the best totally. part, huh? Look at this guy. Hmm. So watch this delivery. He kind of whips it. Super whippy. He didn't throw throw that hard. 89. Still pretty good. Still pretty good. Okay, so that's Kenta Colby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Dan Quisenberry. There's a lot of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look for another one here. But what, So what's the difference between that and you? How are you How are you throwing it yeah. different than that? I, right? I, just, I just like to think of it as like the hands on a clock. Like I'm, I am three o'clock. I am throwing it at a, you know, it's not, uh, it's not really over and it's not under that three o'clock. It's just directly east, west. You know what I mean? So, okay. So, and I'm, I'm whippy like that, but 
he's like he gets underneath it a little bit so he's kind of underneath it and whippy with it yes it, it kind of it loops a little yeah and i, I would that. consider myself more of like a power like i'm okay so I, we're gonna look at you this is you mm. from 2022 how cool is this wyatt mills pitching in the majors oh wait that's not it it's just the end no just it just oh, you skip to the it? end you just skip to oh, the I'll end skip to the end let's go back here all right so this is you cool Dude, you're a pitching. That's you. That's that fastball up. That's where we need it. <laughs> right? So what are you throwing at mostly at the top end? That forcing fastball. How fast? What's it going there? 90. That's a slider. A Nin, slider. 92, 94. So, so the other thing about pitching that I've always noticed, you got 94 and 79. Mm-hmm. Is that variety, that difference in speed, everything? Well, Often. I, yeah, I mean, I think your delivery. So how's your your delivery is very different than Kentucky? No, no, no. I think really? I think the mechanics are the same. He just decides to to get underneath it a little bit. Right. So he probably has a little bit more, a more sink, and it's a little slower. Interesting. So I feel like I'm I'm a lot I'm power. You're so more power. I get into a he position would, yeah, where I'm, yeah. I'm on top and I. I push through it. I'm not slinging it. Well, and you're a bigger dude. How big? How, how big are you? Six three two twenty five right now. Okay, so six three two twenty five. He's like, I think he was six three like one eighty five or something. You yeah. know, he was skinnier. But his body can. But he was throw really a ninety lank. mile an hour fastball. Yeah, that amazing. like whip, that lanky whip. There was an ex Gonzaga pitcher now who's a big leaguer, Alec Jacob. So he is a side armor. He was a starter throwing in the upper eighties. Starter is a side armor. Oh, and, and I'm telling you, if you looked at his numbers, you'd be like, whoa. College and minor. Leagues. I have never seen he's money. in the majors a sidearm starter. Nah, he didn't. They don't want him to be a starter in the big. But leagues. there isn't, right? No. Why is that? Why would you not be? Could it's you a great pick, question. Why is there never? I don't think there's ever been a sidearmer. That's a great question. I. Why the hell? Because it's not really. Ba- it's it shouldn't be based off anything other than it should not. Can you consistently execute pitches? That's a starter. Like I'm gonna. Do you get, think you could start? No, because I, I, I truthfully just I'm not an I'm not a executor. I'm not someone that can like really pinpoint and consistently just get ahead and. That's and, a long own the game, zone. man. Like, that's a six no. innings, seven innings. That's a lot of. Pitches. I'm coming flashy now, with a bright light and it. You're and, a change of you got scenery. 15 seconds to figure it out before it's the, now it's the eighth inning. Like that's, that's my job. Yeah. Just yeah. To no. Get in, get and, out, and you scare them with some built, funk. You're built for that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. In and out, go sit down like, grab, grab a coffee. You know, I, <laughs> I'm done. Speaking of that, what's it like in the bullpen? Come on. Tell me the truth. Is it just nuts? Are those guys crazy? Are they just, I mean, okay, let's just paint the picture. You are sitting with a bunch of dudes uh-huh. for six innings anyway. Or or five at least. That's an hour every day for 162 games. If you're lucky and you get to play that long, you ha- it has got to be like a fraternity of just craziness. So, <laughs> in the major leagues, it's for me. It's it was more business. It was more in the Don't my my role. Me. My role is if the game gets out of hand early, I'm coming in. So I need to be ready. My body needs to be ready in the second, third inning. Like I have to and, be and, and physically probably and mentally prepared. All those guys do. 
well, you know, let's just take like at the time, you know, Seawald or Diego Castillo, like those guys are going to pitch at the back end of the bullpen. Like they're looking at me when the game's going a little awry. So it's like, there's me and there's you better the seventh get, and you eighth guy. Get the me there, or just your your turn to pitch, man. <laughs> You're this next. Isn't my role. Yeah, yeah, right. You're so, okay. so in in the big leagues, it was more business and it was more holy smokes. Like, am I going to pitch? Am I not going to pitch? I haven't pitched. I went. I went a streak of twenty one days without pitching in the major leagues. Being on the team was that Seattle. That, that was with Seattle. I remember that. Paul I, mean, I remember going. Paul Seawald said, "Did is you he know? still on the team?" I, Did I, you know that you made it a paycheck and a half without even working? <laughs> I was like, that's a way to look Whoa. at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, so like I said, that was, that's business yeah. to me. You know, you, you know, you're still talking and talking hey, you're, shop. You're breaking in. This is not, you're not at that level. Yeah, minor leagues, you're playing it. games. You're yeah. playing reindeer games. You're playing, you're playing game. You're playing like numbers games with who's hitting and you're playing word games and your memory minor games. leagues is, is that you're doing trivia. We had like full on family feud. Someone would write up like a, you know, family feud jeopardy, like, and we'd no have teams. Way. Oh yeah. Cause in the minor leagues, honestly, like the teams I've been on, you know, if you're pitching that day, like with Seattle and AAA, I'm pitching today. I'm throwing one inning and it's the seventh inning. Okay. Everyone else. You, you either know you're throwing or you're off. So you put you, you start putting the game face on at sixth inning or fifth inning or something like that. Sure. Or imagine the day that you don't have to pitch. I mean, that's just like a... You're just fucking with I guys. get a hot cocoa. <laughs> I, I go walk into the clubhouse. I sit there and watch two innings and there. Like, you know. So you so you went double A to the Mariners. Yes. And then you went triple A yeah. and back. A thousand times, yeah. Seemed like. Yeah. 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 How's that taxi... It's right. hard. It's hard. It is, right? What's the difference between triple A and majors? What's the difference between double A, triple A, and the majors? There is a distinct mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, right? the, I would say like double A, you got you got just a lot of really good scrappy players that make it up and then add add in the the young, talented players that are just there because they're they're destined for, for better. They're just that's where they're at. Um triple A it starts turning into you get people that have been in the big leagues that have been in it's professional glor- glorified leagues softball at some point <laughs> professional yeah it is with the age of, yeah age. but you get korea some japan people are coming back yeah, there's 35 yeah, yeah. year olds there's people with seven years of big league time and it just it's and the hitters are much more like this is my approach because they know who they are you know like i had and to learn who i was to work on something often. sure sure but no, honestly, a lot of it is like the pitcher's like, I'm going, I'm looking for your sinker low and away. And if you don't give me that, I'll just strike out. I don't care. We're in double A. It's like fight, fight, fight for numbers. And I just, you know, you, I want to get a hit. I don't trying so hard where the approach changes and the big leagues is that approach. But the players are just so much better at hitting, hitting the ball when, when they get their pitch. You and know what consi- I mean? They don't miss their pitch. They don't miss it. So that's kind of it. So really, it's just execution. If I can execute, I'll be yeah. fine. If they yeah, yeah, if they yeah. execute, they're going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's the difference. So you go to you go to Kansas City, yeah, and then you get traded again in the off season. In the off season, yeah, you go to Boston, yeah. You also get injured. Yeah. Where did that happen? And tell me about that. Yeah. So I started camp. Um, man, I was I first injury you probably ever first, had. First ever. Yeah. I was I was throwing the ball really well for Boston in spring training. Um, really well, but I knew this some, is last. This is just, this is just last spring training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I knew that something was up 
in the back of my head because all my preparation was great, but I couldn't throw it faster than 88 miles an hour. Ooh, and that's you lost velocity. And as a side armor, that's not that crazy. So no, everyone's like, not. "What do you Kent mean?" Kent Tacovi, but eighty nine, and he pitched a hundred. I know he played. He pitched for sixteen years. That's amazing. That's amazing. Man, I'm just looking for that that oh, next day. Okay, but, I gotta. Okay, go ahead and finish that because I do have a question about longevity yeah. in a side armor. <laughs> oh, just oh, with camp, yeah, yeah. I I was you, pitching you, well. I wasn't. But throwing you hard. knew that you were. I was used to be hard. at ninety. Three ninety four, uh, yeah. and you're at eighty. And I'm throwing 80, 87, a, 88. And, pretty, it, and it dipped into eighty four. So and then, hey, that deception could still be okay. So, but I executed. So that's the thing. I was able strikes. to throw where I wanted to throw it. It just didn't have anything behind it. Yeah. And eventually, it broke down to where mm. I I threw, and the next day, the next two days after, I couldn't even lob it at ten percent. It was just it hurt so bad oh, in my okay. elbow area. All right, now we know this. So then that's when we, and then it was a whole show after that to where let's take some time off come back still hurts let's take more time off come back still hurts let's get imaging nothing it's just like what and then so they couldn't figure out i said i'd like to i'd like to get my second opinion that's i have the right as a player exactly right so i go to the texas rangers doctor and he says you need surgery you know tommy john it's not like you cut it clean off the bone but it's there's a lot of tears from a lot of years of pitching and and if you can't pitch through it then you need surgery. So Tommy John surgery is what? Where is the injury, and and what does Man, that mean? Test my biology skills. Well, I don't know. I mean, ulnar collateral ligament, like UCL. It's just right yeah, over, okay. right over that elbow. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really, if you see my scar, it's really not that big of a foot oh, of an incision. Yeah. No, not crazy. Um, they took my tendon out of my wrist and cleared this out and put my tendon into my ligament space and. That- it forms back into the form of amazing. the function of the ligament. That's amazing. And here we are, and we're actually going to start playing catch in, just on December 20th. So we're... Hey, congratulations. Yeah, we're already, and it's been great so, so far. So that happened in spring training. So it it's... it's. I had surgery in July. Yes, okay, so you had surgery. So July, and we're here in December mm-hmm. 20th. So it's six months I know. before you can pick up baseball. I know. That's the way it is. That's crazy. But... The thing about Tommy John, and, and you know, people who don't know, this was named after a great pitcher named Tommy John, who pitched for the Yankees and was a legendary guy. And he's the first one who have done the surgery, mm-hmm. and it turned his career around. Mm-hmm. And it's since gotten better and better and better. There are guys who will have a better career after throwing harder, yeah, throwing harder, yeah. everything than before. Sure. So you got to feel good about this. This is a become kind of a routine thing. Yeah, and I'm at peace with it regardless. But it definitely. I still see a lot of really good things ahead of me because yeah. of the success rate. Yeah. Right. And you, you, when we talked to the, at Mark's party, mm. I asked you a question about, are you, has, what has the time, what's the time off been like? Has it been a blessing or a curse? Mm. Because you literally probably from the time of little league <laughs> to last April, never stopped true i mean other than covid where there was no season for me but you're uh, still pitching you're still working out still you're working. still throwing you're right no i the answer that i that i told you that i believe is it was like the biggest blessing of all time i just right. i was able to be with my wife live in my house go out 
go out and grab a coffee and grab a walk around the neighborhood and go to a holiday party with my neighbors and right. just like be a human being. And be you got to adult. go to that party with I me. Did. I got to go to a, an adult party. <laughs> it was know. so it cool. Was, it was a good party. Um, hey, Mark throws a good party. I, he does. Yeah, he really hell does. yeah. That house Those is stylings, amazing. Yeah. Oh, that house, oh, that is, house is so amazing. So proud Are of you him. Are kidding me? Dude, he freaking what built a find. it himself. Fine. What a fuck. The crack house that he turned around. It was amazing. You got the right engineers in there because that's a sweet yeah, beautiful spot. Beautiful spot. Right on the river. Oh, oh my God. Crazy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, but so, and you've never really had a chance to stop and kind of reflect. I haven't. No. What I... did you find in your reflection? It really just baseball wise, are you talking? Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I've discovered is I still don't know what I'm going to do after baseball. So that's 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 okay. And and that everyone says it's okay, but when I'm you want to think about it, I'm like, what do you know. mean? Like, <laughs> it's gonna, not okay for me. Like, I'm going to be going door to door selling things. Like, I don't know. Uh, you could do it. I I do think I want to be a coach. Um, it's never really crossed my mind before. I've never really thought about it, but. You love the game. I, I now I now have this new sense of learning, and I feel like I learned so much about who I am and how, and I saw myself get better. And I'm I just know that that applies to everyone. So I, if I can tap into some some people, um, maybe the way I convey how to play baseball, at least that message of how to play baseball, like would would click with people. Um, do you have a I sense of appreciation for what, you, how, where you got? Because I think that's the other thing you said to me was, mm. I just didn't realize where I, I, I yeah. it was the goal. I'm question. in the present, right? It was yeah. the goal. Question. You're in the present and that's what makes it, that's where we all ought to be. That is my goal is to be more present, especially <laughs> with my family and my wife. Sure. But, but, but the, uh, yeah, the ability for you really to finally kind of look back and see where you got. Cause you, you said, I never really, your oh. goal was to get to the major leagues. And I guess, yeah. And when I first got drafted, it was like, okay, I guess that's, that's the next goal. It never, it never was like, I want to grow up and be a baseball player. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that was the goal. And then you get there and it's and like, now what you just get, you're on the lowest man on the totem pole. And it's, what else are you going to do? Like we're Survival, everyone else. Baby. We all got here too. Now Yay. it's time to go win a world series with us or get off the ship. That's right. And it's like, and we'll wait for the next, I literally just got which here. It's fair. I mean, it's, that's part of the game, yeah. but you, but I guess my, my question is, have you, so one question, mm -hmm. I have a lot of questions about leadership and how people get mm. where they are and goal setting and how they do it. Okay. Right? So there's a great story about Emmett Smith mm. was the, is the all time leading rusher in the NFL. And when he, for the Cowboys, and when he got to his locker first year of training camp as a rookie, he put in his locker, I will be the all-time leading rusher in the NFL. What? And he looked amazing. And he looked at it every day. Now, he's Emmett Smith. There's some talent and a million things, right? But have you ever Whoa. been a goal setter? Did you, have you ever kind of said, I want to live to live into that? I don't know if I'm going to do my part, but I'm, I want to at least put into existence whether I spoke it or wrote it, um, goals. No, hmm. that's so crazy. Maybe, maybe you have a chance to do that now. I, I mean, <laughs> I, no, I think, I think setting goals is important. I think when I've, when I've failed in life and in my career, it's, 
it's taken a where where do I actually want to get yeah. you know question uh-huh and then I go get it yeah and obviously like when you That's, when you have your standard and you can you have you know you, you you may not get there but but the 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 work ethic combined with you know just whatever whatever it go, goes on in that time that you're trying to achieve that goal like everything is working towards it and it and it's not good days i mean you're gonna have good days and bad days you know what i mean but it's sure. like it's but not overall, just so free it's just like mm-hmm. willy-dilly um living in the present kind of hipster vibes you know what i mean yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like no like bear down and go get what go get what you want right you know so do you now think of it just with the time off have mm-hmm. you now thought hey i gotta re- i gotta rethink about these sort of where i want to be and the goals i want to have and that i just i yes but it's not so much these lofty like goals off in the distance for me it's more i like i like just con- like continuing to dominate what I need to dominate that do what I, you can do. I need to execute pitches here, here and here. I'm going to, so I'm, I'm studying of just feeling, learning how my body, how my body moves. I'm doing a lot with like, I have hip issues because of my delivery and how yeah, I fold I over myself. And it's like, that could have also contributed to a weakness in my elbow and, and so much pressure being put on my elbow. So maybe there's a change so, you could shift or something you could make. To make totally. That, and like, honestly, better. like playing golf, I learned, that I just don't ro- I like I don't rotate as well as I should. So then I started learning how to rotate and I learned to rotate to my left side and it's almost impossible. So it's like I had to learn the motion and I'm like, whoa, that's that's how you pitch, you know? That's actually what I need to be feeling. So there's all these I just started learning so much about And that time if you that. hadn't had that time off, no, no, hurt, then you don't get that. You, you don't would get that time. Never to have think. had that chance. And some people are super into all that, so that's what they studied night and day. I just always just, you know, like I said, I'm just here to have fun, man. Like I, I'm just playing ball, Absolutely. and now it's now it's more like I'm. I'm here to go, have success on the field because I know, I know what I need to do and who I am, where I what I need to do on the field, and now I am gaining how to train for that yeah. efficiently. Yeah, and I feel like we're. I feel like we're, I mean, speak it into existence. I just feel like I'm going to have a really good career because I think you are. That, I know. I know what goal. I need to do. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. You got to feel it and you know, you can do it. So just got to do it. And you've done it before you got I, here. I know my stuff is really good and I can yeah, get those outs. Yeah, so yeah. it's really just, can you consistently do it? And that's just, that's what anything is. Well, but consistency. I is feel like I'm getting right? yeah, yeah, yeah. better. Favorite ballpark. Ooh. Yankee stadium. Wow. Yeah. I wish I had gotten to old Yankee stadium. Hmm. Yeah, I, I missed didn't that. Make that. You you've been to the new Yankee Stadium? I've not. Oh, but I can. I just can never go to the old one. <laughs> uh. But I have been to Boston and I've been to Fenway, and that place is special. Yeah, so yeah. For all those Red Sox fans out there, I. It's not that I like the Yankees more. I just had a horrible outing as a Mariner in Fenway. <laughs> And that's that's my only outing, and I didn't even record an out. So, so you pitched well in Yankee Stadium. I did, I did. Then, if I'm a Boston fan, I'm stoked because <laughs> they are the arch enemy. You're right. I mean, and they just so signed what, Juan Soto. So, wow. what is what is Boston? What is it like to play for the Red Sox <laughs> against the Yankees, home and away? It is not I wish just I like you. baseball. Oh, you haven't had a chance yet. Not for the Red Sox. That's right. So you got that coming. I got that coming. 
That's where we got to get our mental strength dialed in. Dude, that's going to be, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> now you got Judge and Soto. What, are they going to hit 3-4? I mean, that's what I'd do. Whatever, man. I just got to throw, throw the ball where I need to throw it. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? But still, Fenway, Fenway's a cool Fenway's place. so cool. Oh, oh my I, God. So I, I did get to go, and as a player, you get to go under the, under the you, wall and oh, sign the wall. No way. And so that was pretty cool. Unbelievable. That was pretty cool. Wow. I was there one day. I went mean, one game. Mm. And... uh we I don't know how the hell this happened. I was in New Hampshire on a shoot. I was filming. And we somehow were able to get tickets to the Red Sox game. So we took a freaking school bus in the rain from New Hampshire to Boston to see the Red Sox. And that was like kind of a hell ride there and back. But I didn't care. I can imagine. I, yeah. It was so cool. And then we get there and it's raining. And I'm like... oh. Dude, did I just go all the way here and not get to see a freaking baseball game? Are you kidding me? But we had a rain delay, so there was time, and I got to walk around the stadium oh, and sit cool. in the red seat, you know, in uh-huh. the right field, and Ted Williams and the whole thing. And it is, it was a dump back then, kind of. They probably have fixed it up a little bit. I mean, there were, you know, but it's an old place. It's a, it's a it smelly old, old place, kind of. But it's great. But it's so great. And and do you ever? I don't know. Do you ever feel like? Babe Ruth pitch right here, man. Do you ever think about that stuff, or do you not care? I mean, you're not. A fan, no, so. I'm a thinker though. Like I'm not a. I'm not like a crazy fan of the game. Like, oh my gosh, but, Babe Ruth pitch here. That pitching there and Wrigley. It's a big deal. Is a different deal. Got to be. Um, no, I definitely am. Whatever the word would be for that. You Appreciative. Know? Yeah, and just like I, I, I think of that, but I haven't really quite been able to do it for Fenway. Yeah, yeah, um, we haven't been there yet. Waiting for that, but yeah. thanks for putting that in my mind. I'll, I'll make sure. <laughs> well, I mean, just I'll soak do that. It in, no, right? I, that, you got to soak it in. If you, you don't, then you, you just kind of missed. I mean, miss Ted out on Williams and Joe DiMaggio, a, yeah, played there Jeez. like all the time. But then you even go like David Ortiz and you know Manny Ramirez, Strzemski, and, and the, just through the years, it's just that crazy such an ancient... World Series that came back. Oh. Um, they finally won it against the Yankees. Yeah, hey, down three. So you and Nick it's about the same age. I have a theory that when you're 10, whatever team wins a World Series, that's the team. That's your squad. Mm. <laughs> he loves the Red Sox still. He's a Mariner fan, big time. Ichiro is his guy. Oh, yeah. So who was your guy as a kid growing up? That's funny. Who's was your favorite player? Felix. I'd say Felix Hernandez, yeah. But... Did you ever meet him? You know, I actually I actually played on the same team as him in, like, uh, spring training. You know, we would we, we were both pitching. Or I was a backup, but he was pitching. Yeah, yeah, So, no, I never I never, I never, never met him. But Ichiro tell is me a his, fantastic dude. Okay, tell me the Ichiro story because I love this guy. He's amazing. Ichiro Ichiro's just – he's – in the, he's in the Mariners organization. I know, like as a some special he's, coach, right? He still freaking puts the uniform. Oh well, yeah, and and he throws BP and he can hit BP and he's a hell of a he, he actually faces. He will face you in like your live batting practice if you're if you needed if you needed reps if you're coming so you've off got an injury. To pitch against Ichiro. You know, I actually I personally haven't. Okay, but I, I know that he is someone do that. that he will yeah, do that. Yeah, but yeah. no, Ichiro. Um, dude, he had these. He had these bottles of wine, like 200 made in the world. And I happened to be on the team at the right time. And he is at the end of the year or whatever. And he gave, he gave one to me. He gave one to me. He gave, he gave one to me and he knows my name. He came up and said, like, here you are. Why? Like he, he's someone that knows everyone's name. Ichiro Suzuki knows your name. Oh yeah. 
But that's because he takes the time as a person and, to know each and every person in the organization. Like he's an un, he's unbelievable. And so, I mean, you and as a kid watching him play. Oh, dude. Remember? Those were the, the heydays. Holy heydays, man. cow. Oh, yeah. I've never seen on my grandma's like living room, you know, just never watching. Never seen anything like Watching that. the perfect game from Felix. You know, Ichiro oh. was obviously one of the best players. Oh, my God. No, that, yeah. Jamie Moyer. His, oh, all of them. The throw, his arm. So good. Phenomenal. So good. Yeah, no, I mean, he, yeah, just. I so just think, cool. Yeah, just so cool. I know. Incredible. Um, uh, I'm just kind of going through. I have a couple things here. Um. You mentioned this when we talked before. Mm. More fired up or relaxed when you come to a game? Where is that, and how important is trust in you, in your stuff, and you, and breathing? Mm. <laughs> when I see Paul Seawald, <sighs> I don't know if that's breathing for him or if that's just his thing. I don't know, hands. man, but it's no, all breathing is is huge. Yeah, and how happy are you for him? So happy getting oh a pitch gosh. in the World Series. Well, just he just—he's a hard worker. He came he, back from the dead. He cares, man. He care, and and you're right. Like the whole story of the reinvent yourself. You know, That's got to give you hope, right? Oh, no, when 100%. you hit a wall, if you hit, you're gonna hit some more. If you got good stuff, people will find you, and you just listen. All you got to do is listen. These these people in these roles—they're trying to are, help you. They're, they're trying to help, and they're really smart. Really smart. Go see if it works. It's that's the trust part. You, you, it's trust yourself, but also. Trust that maybe something that you don't feel like you could do or you don't want to do, you know, maybe that is a key to having success against left-handers. Like for me, that was a four seam up in the zone. Stop throwing sinkers. They're all looking for it and they can hit it. But if you throw that four seam, nobody's looking there. Right. That's that's Seawald. Nobody's looking there. Yeah. And it rides, you know, it's just a good, it's a good location. So, so Kenta Colby and Gene Garber and a lot of these guys, Quisenberry, they pitched a long time. Yeah, yeah. Is there something about the Submariner that does take less? I mean, I know I'm talking to a guy that has Tommy uh, John surgery, yeah. but I mean, is that an easier, is there something? No, it just depends on that my, person. My surgeon said, that's a myth. You know, he not, said, he not said, less stress on the arm or whatever. He said he thinks it's a little more stress. Okay. And that's okay. Really? Yeah. For yeah. you, maybe the way your makeup is maybe. or something. Maybe. Maybe it's just you that, that has, I just kind of always wondered that. Yeah. But your question about breathing, just back yeah, to that. Yeah, like, yeah, I am, I'm very relaxed and calm. That's how I am as a person, but that's also how I am as a competitor. You know, some people might sit here and say, you, Geez, you, need, you need some anger You need and you need to get pissed off. I, I like to be in the zone where I, I'm calm. Breathing is huge. And that, that's been huge because mostly kind of ice bath breathing. So I've been learning, like, I get in the ice bath, and you just, right? Cold but if yeah. you just, I trained myself, the Mariners are really good at this, getting into the ice bath, and it's just, from the get-go, you, Let go. you're telling your, your central nervous system or whatever to just relax. Like, I get in the hot cold tub, and it's, and it's fine. And that's like getting on the mound, you give up a double, Aaron judges up. I'm able you're to better there. center my... I'm able to center my breath because I've trained. I've trained for that, and I know it, it makes it, it may, might make no sense. It's a, it's a cold tub, and that's the big leagues, but it it that's works. The trigger. It works. That's it was the it it was part of it. Yeah. Self talk. Do you? There is a guy named Mark Fidrich. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, yeah, to look this dude up, he was nuts. He pitched for Detroit. Okay. And he came up and they called him the bird. He kind of looked like a bird. He was like this big, like Larry Bird, sort of like big 
sure. hair. <laughs> and he would talk to the baseball. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, before he'd throw it. And he'd talk to himself and he'd get all pissed off. And, he'd, and he literally held a conversation with himself outwardly. That's amazing. Before he pitched, and it got the guys were hitting her like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" And he became this like character, and but he literally was like, "I'm just doing what I got to do to talk myself into this." But however you do it, inside or out, <laughs> I just I just give little. I have good self talk. I'm very positive, like always. Like I can do this. Here you go, what? Just yeah, or or honestly, like get the out of here. Like just. Talking, Let's go. Calmly talking to the hitter under my breath with, with some heat. But, like, my demeanor is very calm. So I am, like... You are hard to read. I'm an FU type of guy in yeah. my head. Yeah. I'm very hard to read. So You but, are hard to read, which is good. But I try to have... You want to have good presence. I remember my grandma once in minor leagues told me, your body language is horrible when she watched me pitch. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was, I, don't want, I don't want my grandma telling me that. That's really good advice. So I was like, okay. So that that's kind of you when, don't want to give any clue to anybody about anything. No, no, no. no. If it's your worst day, if it's, yeah, if it's your best they day, they should not know. They'll, they'll know if it's your best day. But <laughs> um, so, do you, what do you do? You say to yourself for that, or are you just, or are you no, like I'm I just, played college golf? I'm, yeah. I'm a pretty good golfer. Cool. I've had days where everything's mm. working, and I don't even think about swinging. It's like I can't even. Everything's working on that day. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm but, not even aware that I mean that I'm even sort of you know that's like, one that, little thing zone. I think about. I've zone. got one little thing like oh. I just know that if I hit the ball right there, share that with me. That's my this, contact, yeah. right? Yeah, I will. But but other than that, it is his own. Golf and pitching is like similar. Yin and Yang. Is that does that make sense or is that are the they opposite? together or are they <laughs> golf, the opposite? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. Golf and pitching is like peanut butter and jelly. Okay. It's very like, similar. And so is pool, by the way. Oh, I like that. Pool is putting. What? I need help with that. All right. Nick's a good pool player, so. Okay. We'll go play some I, pool. I mean, I got a pool table right here. I but saw that. seriously, because it's all pace and speed. But it's, well, okay, with pool, yeah. But with golf, it's like, you got your mechanics, you got your shot, you got what you're your target, right? You're looking at the ball. You got whatever, all that's fine and the same, but it's, can you have your, can you have your rhythm? Can you execute your process of what you go up and go up there and do it and and execute consistently execute it. Can I do this over 18 holes? It's the same in 70 strokes. And it's great. And I've done it and you struggle and there's failure and I've done it twice. Yeah. Once under 70. Sheesh. And it's like, that's fun. It's so hard to get there, though. <laughs> when you're, yeah, it's just so. And every day you show up, and something else isn't working. Or so that's thinning. another question I've had. You, you're in the bullpen. <laughs> everything's perfect. Yeah. Go to the mound, falls apart. You're horrible in a bullpen. You go out there, and it clicks. Does that happen? Is that real? Hundred percent, that happens. Yeah. What is it, Wyatt? Because I've seen guys. I'm like, dude, I sucked in the bullpen. I could was unbel- I literally got to the mound and it was completely different. It's is there something mental. about the walk? Is it? The, I don't know. No, I. It's it's probably not physical. It could be the bullpen mound is way different than the game mound. And oh, right on. There's just like a bigger drop, or there's a huge hole. Not, not maybe not in the big leagues, Total. but in the minor leagues, there's yeah. a huge <laughs> hole of where I'm landing in. I. How am I supposed to be stable? How am I supposed to consistently? 
land and throw a pitch. Right. But that all that doesn't matter. Like I've been able to pitch a dominant game in horrible conditions or after a horrible warm up. Like it, it's I think it's mental. I think so. Okay. But makes sense. man, there could be some physical things in there. Do you ever but, do anything of like when you get to the mound? I remember um, literally watching a game with one of my favorite players ever, Nolan Ryan, who was just I don't know if you've ever seen Nolan Ryan pitch, but this guy. I mean, you ever see the time where he beat up Oh yeah. Ventura, oh, Robin yeah. Ventura just beats the shit, puts him on a good, I just love I mean, phenomenal dude. Um it, I've had a chance to film at Nike headquarters in cool. Beaverton, and there's a whole building for no baseball building and Nolan Ryan had a statue mm. made out of stuff they found in his garage. What? In the shape of him throwing That's a pitch. pretty sweet. Dude. Um, I got to go see that. You do. If you ever can get to Nike, I don't know if you're a Nike guy, but. Sure, yeah. But go to Nike. Have you ever been there? Are you, are no, you a have... Nike sponsored dude? No, or you... I'm not big Whatever. for that. No. But if you can get there. In fact, there's a great guy. I, I will try to connect you. Greg Bowie. He wore, he. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he ran. He was a head of merchandising for Nike. A Zag. Yeah, I was going to say there's probably Zag connections. Oh, yeah. Greg, I mean, I got his number. I seriously will connect you. If you ever get a chance to go. That'd be cool. Just go be on that campus because it is. He was such a nice guy. I interviewed him and he's like, hey, it was like this time of year. And he goes, have you get your Christmas presents yet? I'm like, uh-huh. no. He goes, well, we have a Nike store. It's 75%. Oh. Whoa. 75%. That's a lot. And I'm like, or 50 at least. And I'm like, what? He goes, no, really go. I was, yeah, seriously. I'm like, okay. So I go and I'm like texting Nick and I'm like, what do you need? FaceTime and this, that, like, it was so cool. So cool of him. But, but that building, the Tiger Woods, oh my God, his, uh, you know, they have replicas of all the major trophies of the, that he won. But Nolan, that whole thing. And I, I remember watching a game where he stops the game and repairs the mound. Like, I'm not fucking pitching. I'm not doing that. Come on. Or he built a toehold, whatever. The guy had pitched before had such a toehold that he couldn't pitch there. Is that ever something that you're like, shit, the guy who just pitched before me yeah. has such a hole there that I can't pitch? Definitely. The big league How do you deal are, with that? Are, are Epically good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they fix them. But uh, they do. And they're just designed to where... You land, 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 and like Consistent. it just doesn't. Yeah, nothing really changes. Wow. But that's also the weather gets in the way. You know, definitely in the minor leagues, it's a little bit worse, and that's not. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And yeah, it freaking sucks. I mean, yeah, I, I'm my left foot's landing in a massive hole. I got to move on the rubber. I got to change so something. I don't see guys going. I know. Fix this. Fix I'm Nolan Goddamn I Ryan. I, I guess you got to be Nolan Goddamn Ryan. I don't know, but maybe next time. Just go, oh, fuck, oh, I'm pitching. Fix this. <laughs> Nolan Ryan earned earned the right to say That's that. That's what I think, too. I don't I, think I everybody to, gets to do I that. need to yeah. tighten my belt, cinch it up, and go pitch. You yeah. Know? So, okay, so I'm not, I don't want to get you in trouble. Umpires. Oh. What is that like? Guy to guy, different dude, different zone. And then there's this whole, oh, we don't need them. Hmm. I got pitch, you know, pitch, whatever that is, you know, yeah. that you literally know where the zone is. You literally know where that is. 
But I'll tell you, I, I remember listening to one ump, retired retired guy, and he's like, okay, I watched the broadcast for the Mariners. And then I watched the broadcast, same broadcast for the Texas Rangers. And that box was different. Whoa. That's weird. So how is it managing that tug, you know, that, that relationship? Because it is a relationship, right? I'm not very good at that relationship. <laughs> I don't know if anybody is. Just you're talking about pitcher to umpire. Yeah, I, I haven't even as much. Or you just don't I even worry even about as, it. I haven't even as much nodded my cap to a, to an umpire. Like I have zero relationship with them, other just, than them checking my fingers for sticky stuff after every inning. What is that like? That's so dumb. I don't cheat, so yeah, it doesn't cares? matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I I almost There's nothing you can do. I almost just respect them. Like they're they're Ooh, out here. Yeah, they are. They're out here on this crazy stage making these decisions in front of the best players in the world. So I, I just call, call what you're going to call, man. Like I, I don't fair to me. I missed. And that's kind of where I'm at with, with the, uh, the automatic strike zone. Like I want, I want perfection. I really, I really do yeah. want, but like to me and it can, whoever's opinion, I don't, I don't really care. You can change it, whatever. I just, I like the umpires, man. If they make a me wrong too. call, that's okay. Hey, you know what I like about baseball? This is, it is pretty much the game Babe Ruth played. It's pretty much the game. Hasn't changed much. Ty Cobb played. It's pretty much the game. Satchel Page played. This is the game. Sure. You know they haven't changed the mound. They haven't changed the distance of the bases. Okay, they made the bases a little bigger. Whatever. But I mean, come on. At the end of the day, essentially, it's the same. And the umps, it's part of the game. And I, like I would rather, I do too. Like it's, that's the humanness okay. of this. It's okay. I know. It's okay. And, and you know what? They had to deal with it. The ghosts from back in the day had to deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. Shoeless Joe Jackson had to freaking deal with an umpire. Why can't Wyatt Mills? I don't know. I mean, I just, I just hate that it, it, it would not have them involved. It just seems. So weird. you'd be upset if they switched it. I I would be. Cause I played I also, like that. AAA had that. Yeah, zone. and and you could challenge it, and you know? it was it was fine. You hardly even notice because they just have a little earpiece in or whatever, and they they're call, still they there. Call what it is, so they're still there. But you know, when people are challenging it, and it's like, or maybe that that wasn't the earpiece part, but they challenge it, and that they're wrong, and they get the strike. Like that makes sense because yeah. that's what all the other professional teams or well, professional that's true. leagues Anymore. do some sort yeah, of challenge. That's true. And you'd hate to lose a world series over something that you would, but I, and I that, that's why there's a good argument for that side. I just, as a player I, of the game, I, I think don't balls care. Or strikes have the umpire call it, you know, is it a block? Is it a charge? It was a pass interference or not. It's just, right. it's, it's just, just, come on. It's sports. It's know. part of the deal. Nowadays they're reviewing all of that anyways, but pitch calm. <laughs> yeah. Different, different. So people that don't know, do you guys have now new technology that lets you talk to the, how does it work? It really is just, there's a, there's like a keypad or a, like a keyboard type thing on like the catcher's knee or wrist or something. And you can program into it, whatever you want. So it could literally say it's like Siri, right? So hopefully our phones don't go off there, but <laughs> like it, and it's not catered to just me. It's not like, let's get Wyatt's pitch calm. It's just, you could say fastball. You could say forcing fastball up. You could say 
two seam fastball off the plate and in, or you know, like you could make it as complex or as simple as you want, so that signs don't get stolen. Yeah, I mean that's just not. Yeah, that's just for people not not looking in and catching the signs. So it's it's really just. So so you're hearing. I'm just hearing it. So, I so put it in my Cal hand. Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, puts down hits. I want to. I want to. I want a breaking ball. Whatever. I want a slider. Slider. You away. want your slider away. Boom, and you hear that slider away. I shake my head and get ready to throw. You know. Yeah, and easy. It's really easy. And Cal's probably going to beat you up if you shake him off. Seems like that guy. <laughs> you think you, does he does he walk around like he looks like he's mean? He. I don't can't read that guy. I, he's, he's so nice. He he's, seems like he's nice. No, he's he's nice. He's, he's he seems I don't like want to call him soft. Like oh, sorry, he, oh, Cal, I you're not soft. I wouldn't mess with that guy. No, he's a big it, dude. Oh, dude. But he's like he's a nice dude. He's just a good guy. He's a good dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seems like such a great baseball guy. Not angry me. ever. No. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they they seem like great favorite teammate. Hmm. You know, just like I, I pitched with a guy named JT Chagua. He was in the bullpen for a little bit yeah. with Seattle. He's right. he's moved around different teams. Um, you know, more of like a friend. Yeah. But like watching like JP Crawford lead the clubhouse and what is that guy like? He, it's hard to describe other than just like he's a cool cat. You know, he's just he's everything cool. he does is it's cool. cool. It is it, cool. He and in the clubhouse, he like he runs the music. He's in charge of like the the vibe of the team um someone that you enjoy playing playing with uh yeah but so he's kind of my he was one i was of my very proud teammates. of him this last year yeah he really i don't know you, you were working you're so. talking tough start and then great finish or what just great year i mean he he went to driveline which is this Ty new France thing is there right now Ty France is there right now i mean that guy's amazing too super but great, dude. but you know like hey i gotta get stronger and I got to work on some stuff. And he came back and had a monster oh, he's year. He's always trying to get better. And that's 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 why that what makes a good leader, year. right? You, not that that's only, but it it matters. Guys need to continuously be getting better, like the whole kaizen, like, all you, constant improvement. You know. And you notice when he's doing that because he's your lead, he's one of the leaders, right? If he's not, I, th- I believe it. Yeah, I yeah, think he is. I think I think he's the leader of that team. I think he's a captain. Of that, I mean. To me, he seems like the guy everybody follows, and he's just tough, and he hundred percent plays all gamer, the t- gamer, gritty, gritty, incredible. Talent. You know, they're always like, oh, you know, Corey Seager's making whatever, and you know, he's only making this, and why didn't you get one of those guys instead of him? And they're like, because he's our guy, man. He loves Seattle, man. He, he loves Seattle, and he's co- he's he found, a he cool cat. He's a cool cat, and <laughs> his defense is amazing. Oh, so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. The other character on that team, I always think is interesting, is Perry Hill. Oh, the coach, yeah. What is that guy like? He's still like a hundred years old. He, I, Perry Hill's great. He just uh, he has his little uh, phrase, phrases. You know, he he yells like "Stop it!" for for you're do- like almost like you're you're doing great. Behave, you know, behave. Stop it! You're you're doing so well, you know. But it's just so he's a he's a position player coach. Yeah, like there's not a whole don't... there's not a relationship there. Right, 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 right. But, but yeah, he's, he's character. He's character. He's not walking too good. I know, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool. He's he's been around for a long time, so it's cool yeah. to just to be there with him. You know, yeah. Scott Service seems like a good dude too. Scott Service is a great dude. Yeah, I mean, I that's mean, a big, that's a tough gig, man. It's a tough gig. He's done a great job. I mean, him and Jerry have have worked night and day to try to get a team on the, you know, 
on the playoff book. Uh, and, they, and they did. And I know that there's a lot of heat surrounding yeah. the Mariners and all that. I, I just look at it from a player's perspective. Like they care, they're doing a good job. They're They're trying to put the people in the right positions. I mean, and, it's, and, they're, and they're not done. They're always working. They're always working. Yeah. And exactly. they got good players and they're, they still have some moves that are going to be made. I think they're going to make some moves. Um, you are, when you were pitching for the Mariners, you're pitching for a general manager that was a reliever mm. and mm-hmm. a good one. Really pitched a wide a while. Is that matter? Did you ever talk to him about? Does he ever talk to you about pitching and bullpen and what's it like to be a reliever? Or is he just like I don't ever talk to that guy, you know, or whatever? But but I I'm I would think that it to me it's like when I found out that Wyatt Mills was pitching in the Mariners organization, they must think you're good because. You're not going to get picked by an organization that cares about relief pitching probably more, <laughs> or the Rays, yeah, something like that. Or the Rays Which, who drafted but I mean, a junior. So no, that, you're right. I mean, you have to go. They, hey I man, had, Rays and and uh, Jerry Depoto see something in me, and they freaking know because they've been. In, yeah. He's been there. Yeah. No, Jerry doesn't talk. Jerry Jerry is someone that says, you know, this is your space. This is your your team. You're a player. I'm not, and I'm gonna give you space and distance. But he always, you know, we're in the cafeteria, and he'd just be like, "Your stuff looked really good last night," or you know, he'd throw that out, or that, or he would say something like, "Your your stuff just isn't coming out like it should be," or so he'll just drop little okay. comments. So he's saying something, but we're not talking pitching. You no, know, no, it's no. Just he's aware. He's watching and he's paying attention. Oh hell yeah! And he knows because he. Was a relief. Be. Oh pitcher. yeah, no, I, I know that. There's I a lot mean, of does that matter that you're you, you were pitching for a guy that was a relief? I think that pitcher? matters a lot, just for me personally, because that's that's what I do, and and he can he can fill information down the down the way to get to me through his coaches. Oh, so, he, yeah, I think he's brilliant. I mean, it's almost sometimes too smart for his own good. You know, like come on, keep it simple, man. <laughs> like you know, but I don't know all the stuff he's got to deal with. I don't go. either. Nobody does, right? Nobody knows the real truth of any of that stuff ever. Yeah. But I've been impressed with how they've handled it and what they've done, and you know, well, I mean, I'm you know, I've been a Mariner fan since I was ten. So, me too. The first year they ever existed, when I was ten. Yeah. So it's wow. like, yeah, and been through all kinds of bad stuff, and I was like, dude, I've seen some bad Mariner teams. This is not a bad Mariner team. I don't care no. what anybody's saying, dude. They, I mean, you finished two games behind. You know, expectations are so high. Yeah. Two two the games Rangers, behind yeah. the Rangers, win the World Series, who win the World Series, and you owned them kind of down the stretch. So every team's got its own thing. But look at the Diamondbacks; they were pretty to me comparable to the Mariners. Absolutely, and, and they got hot at the right time. You get hot at the right it time. Could have been the Mariners. Could have been. You just got to get in. It's the playoffs. You man. just got to get in and see what happens and have fun and all that stuff. Were you part of any of that when they did go? You were. You were not there when they won. When I they was won. on the team. During the year that they went to the playoffs, okay, but so, I, so you were a part of it. I was a part of it, Absolutely. very small part of it. But, yeah, but but I was, and I, I, you know, pitched the third inning when we were down by seven. But that's a role, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> innings save eater. the arms, trying innings to save eater, the arms. Yeah, you, you understand the whole piece of that. So my uh, last thing, I want to a little story about Wrigley. So I got a chance to Nick and I went to the uh, final four uh, with the Zags in Indianapolis. I know. Suggs makes the shot. We oh were there. There was only 8,000 people serious. there because it was COVID. Yeah, I swear to God. So it's we're, like the McCarthy. It was phenomenal. And we're, yeah, we're, it, it was a bizarre experience in person because 
and I've said this to several people that I've that were there because really there were only eight thousand people in that game. That's that's small in a fifty thousand seat arena because it was COVID. So when that ball went in, there was a moment a a decipherable moment where not everything stood still. Like it was just watching it. Did that go in? Like there was a oh after it went in after it went, as it went in. It was the world stood still for a beat. And then, oh, my God, that went in. And it was fucking pandemonium. That's crazy. But I was like, have you ever had any moments where it's just like, I think time stopped here? <laughs> you probably do as a pitcher, just being in the in an environment where you're in a game and you're like, wow, this is just, there's something about that. I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I've, not in the big leagues, have I played in a game like that. Um, but even just like, the year, I think it was the year before, 2021, was that, that was not the playoff year. 2022 was the playoff I think year. so, yeah, 2022. So 2021, we didn't make the playoffs. Right, with damn the close, like a game and I was, away. I was up there at the end of the year, and it was, there was, those games mattered so much. Oh, it was so amazing. the sold-out crowds. Okay, and, th- and this is. I think it was against the Angels. 20 years of never making the playoffs. The oh, there pressure was, on you guys there was, was some worse serious, than the next year. Serious. um for just tension, energy, tension, energy. that the, the, not maybe the beat stopping, but that was the closest that I feel like I got to where if somebody popped one out and tied the game it would, or that would have happened, it would have happened. And that was where the energy was. So I think Cal Raleigh there. hit that ball. Oof. It did. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, and against the, the blue Jays to, to get yeah. in the tournament, to get in there the first yeah. time. That you was know, cool. Yeah. To actually make the playoffs that for that that home run that he had i mean he's gonna be remembered for that forever he should be he should be it's like edgar's double like it's seriously yeah they'll play it back yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah but i yeah it was such an amazing set but we were at there and you know we go you go to the final four there's a day off between the first game Mm -hmm. and the final Mm -hmm. so we they beat ucla and we're already thinking should we just leave you know like it's already Doesn't they're gonna play our cancellation game I don't know, should we go, should we just go home early and stuff you know and and they win it and then we had a day so i'm like hey the cubs are playing in, in wrigley mm. indianapolis is like it's like a two-hour drive or three-hour drive so we drove to chicago and watched the went to wrigley and watched the cubs play and nick got a chance to see wrigley field you know and i had been one other game there um and the first time i went I was like, I was in Chicago and I was working. It was just me. I was scouting for a project that we shot in Iowa and I happened to be in South on the South side. Kind of near there. I flew into uh South side and I'm like, I kept your plan and I got nothing going on and I have nothing for the next day, but it's like from the South side to Wrigley eight close. No. It's a drive. And I'm like, I'm going to be late, but I'm like, I want to see it anyway. I just want to see Wrigley Field. Like, it's so weird. And Fenway's kind of like that, too. You don't even know it's a baseball field. It looks like a warehouse. You're like, that's it? You know, like, it's just in the middle of all kinds of other buildings and stuff. So I'm like, so I drive down there, and and you see it at night. Just, like, it's like driving through. It's basically, like, if you took Wrigley Baseball Field and dropped it into Brown's Edition, Mm. <laughs> it's brownstones and all and it's that. It's called Wrigleyville, right? It's Wrigleyville, yeah. and it's just—I park somewhere and I walk. You're walking by bars, and it's just so fun. It's just such a cool experience. And I got there, and it was the seventh inning, and I'm like, 
Diamond Thinning, dude. Uh, two innings, is that worth it? This guy's like, I got tickets. Third seat, third seat, you know, third row. And I'm like, dude, he's like, you know, 50 bucks or something like that. I mean, this was 10 years ago. I don't know. And I go, it's the seventh inning. <laughs> and he goes, 35 bucks. I go, deal. And so I take the tickets and I walk in and I'm just like, just me. I sit down. It's the most magic baseball day of my no life. Way. I sit down. I'm in the third row behind the dugout. Lou Pinella, who I loved as a Mariner fan, is managing the, the, the Cubs. And I'm watching this game. I get the last beer. They sing, take me out to the ball game. I'm like, dude, this is great. <laughs> the Cubs are losing four to one. And, and uh, no, they're winning four to one. And Cub pitcher goes out and he gives up three runs. He gets shelled and it's tied. It happens. And this dude, this, there's two drunk guys in front of me. They're funnier than hell. Just, just making jokes the whole time. And there's another drunk guy, totally pissed off. And he's so pissed that this guy's given up three runs. He runs to the mound to beat him up. The pitcher, his own pitcher. He's a Cub fan. <laughs> and he runs to the to, to the mound yeah. to like tackle the pitcher because he's so drunk and pissed. Whoa. And there's a dude sitting right next to Lou at the end of the bench in the Cubs dugout uh-huh. with a batting helmet on and he's like a linebacker for the for the you know Michigan State Spartans mm-hmm. or something he's just you know and he just goes and right he gets he like from me to you boom he just tackles this dude takes him down cops are coming everybody's screaming and yelling it's just nuts and I'm like dude this town has lost for so long this is before they won yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. they are they are so pissed at their own guys. I've never seen anybody piss on their own team. It was just nuts. It was pandemonium. I'm like, this is so great. Like, I get to see all this stuff. Like, I just got to the seventh inning. And then at the end, Cubs get up. Soriano walk hits a home. double walk-off. Oh. Mm. Crazy. Man. I'm walking out. It's pandemonium. And this guy's talking to me. That's the greatest Cubs game I've ever seen. I'm just like, I just saw the best three innings of a Cubs game Maybe ever. 35, 35 bucks. <laughs> Sweet. For 35 bucks. So if you ever get in a pinch and you need a big game, I just, I'm your guy. I'll yeah. go out. Send I, you if a you text need to win, in the bullpen. I'm like, dude, I need a, we need a win tonight. We need you. Get on a plane. I'm there for you. I just want you to know if you're ever there. And I'm really seriously thinking about Nick and I coming to see Boston this oh, year. Oh, please do. Because he's know. never been. So if we do, let I'm going to let you know. And I got your number. So you your tickets. Hey, man, I appreciate you doing this. Thanks so much, Frank. I really that was, that was a good time. I really am. I've never talked to a major league pitcher before. Yeah, I'm sort of like a normal person. It's I? only taken me 56 <laughs> years. You're almost like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, it's great. MIP Podcast was filmed at the studio of Corner Booth Media. Please sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere podcasts can be found. We'd love it if you'd rate, review, and subscribe to help our podcast grow. Be good to yourself and stay interesting.